This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities. Taking a look at the cattle markets for Friday, Feb 24. Well, markets continued on up yesterday, pushing into new contract highs for live cattle and feeder cattle, breaking above that very well-defined trading range and just seeing a wave of buying, clearly hitting some stops. Then the market tried to buckle. We tried to, we saw some selling come in, but we were able to hold that off and actually close toward the top end of the range. Wasn't exactly on the high end, but it was uh, toward the high end. So it looks like uh, the feeder cattle market, again, the, the key was closing above that trading range high, and we closed well above that high. And we'll see what we get today. If the market gives up and then comes back down right away into the trading range, that's going to be a, a big sell signal. If we don't do that, if the market holds, and at least, even if it just trades sideways, and I think we confirm this breakout, and you know it, it would show that the sellers just aren't willing to lean on this market just yet. And of course, uh, a corn market that was under a great deal of pressure yesterday obviously helped the feeder cattle market. Live cattle, again, breaking into new highs, kind of struggled to hang on to them. April closed just barely below the old high, even though it was still in positive territory. Uh, the other back months were still above that old high, but it just not a lot of energy to the live cattle market. It's just been a slow grind to the upside. I mean, you're putting a new contract highs, but the market isn't failing. It isn't running into waves of selling. It's holding its own into these uh, again, almost every day over these last several days, just putting in new contract highs. Uh, in the cash trade, we saw a little bit more activity going on, pretty much steady with where we were earlier in the week at around 162, which is unchanged on the week. In the box beef, we're actually exactly unchanged in the choice, or sitting at 288. Select was up 223 at 276. So the spread lost 223, we're sitting at 1204, movement was 107 loads. So we continue to see box beef movement be on the light side. In fact, it's pretty light, even though slaughter rates up until yesterday were, were kind of hanging right in there. We did see a pretty good drop yesterday on the slaughter rate, only at 121,000 head. So for the week, we're at 478,000 head. That is down 21,000 from the previous week, but of course Monday was a holiday, and we're still down about 5,000 from a year ago. The feeder cattle index was down three cents. We're sitting at 182.87. Export sales this morning uh, showing that beef sales last week were 15,500 tons. Not a huge number, but pretty solid. And uh, China was the bigger buyer, 4,300 tons. South Korea took 2,800. Japan took 2,200. In pork export sales, 51,900. That's a pretty strong number for pork. Mexico took half of that, 25,000. China took a big chunk. They took 12,000. And Japan took 4,000. So pork sales uh, showing a pretty impressive jump there. But uh, beef... If it weren't for China buying 4,300, they would be looking pretty, pretty dismal. Um, and, and really, to that point, China has been the reason that beef exports have been trending above a year ago. Of course, uh, with the hog disease problems that they had, they had to liquidate a huge amount of their hog herd. They imported tons and tons of pork and beef. 
And it looks like uh, their consumers have developed a taste for beef. So they've been a pretty steady buyer of U.S. beef. And uh, that's, again, that's been a huge component of the strength in the beef market, especially from the export perspective. And speaking of beef exports, Brazil, their, uh, two of their main packers uh, are saying that they will be able to continue supplying the Chinese market with Brazil, uh, with beef. Not coming from Brazil, there's a self-imposed uh, quarantine on exports because of a breakout of BSE. But they plan to source beef from Argentina and Uruguay. So they'll still be able to fill those markets. Uh, you know, Brazilian beef is going to have to go somewhere else. And they've already rebuilt their herd. So they're a couple years ahead of us. In fact, probably like three or four years ahead of us as far as rebuilding their herds. And they've been major beef exporters around the world. There's a quota for their beef coming into the U.S. That's why they haven't been all that aggressive into the U.S. But um, that's that's something to kind of keep in mind. That's something that might come out of left field is if Brazil decides that they're willing to pay the tariff and dump a bunch of beef into the U.S. market, uh, I would imagine we're going to have some issues with the BSC outbreak. But again, that's it, it could displace other uh, other markets. And maybe Australia and New Zealand will get more aggressive with pushing their beef into the U.S. market. It's hard to say, but um, you know it's just worth keeping in mind that Brazil has had a huge increase in their beef exports, and they're a major presence around the world. So short term, it it sure looks like uh, the beef market is you know going to continue to work along its normal seasonal pattern, which is up. And for live cattle, it's up at least into mid-March. I would expect you'll you'll stretch that out in late March, early April. For feeders, breaking out above that range is a definitely a good sign. We'll see what kind of follow-through we get today, what kind of confirmation we can we can uh, establish in that market today. I do think that demand for calves will be very strong this spring, and that will support the the feeder cattle market. It sure looks like corn has established a high and uh, it's weakening so that's going to be supportive to the the feeder cattle market if it starts raining in the western southern and central plains then i think you really light a fire under the feeder market and you just uh, accelerate that that move to the upside so we're still targeting early may for feeders for a seasonal high and if it gets really good rain maybe you'll stay strong throughout the summer because you know feedlots are going to be looking for calves and those calves are not going to come off grass until august september so it's a long way to wait and they could be supportive to the market through the summer as well so i'm obviously bullish feeders and bullish live cattle at least in the short term i think feeders probably more medium term and again we're still in the very early stages of herd rebuilding so we got a long way to go before we really run into uh, longer-term berries fundamentals. If you have any questions, feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843. This is Ben Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.